everybody, it's Matt and Jess. Welcome back to The Radical Road. This week, we get into anniversaries. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Truth Social, found at The Radical Road. Twitter, at The Radical Road 1. Visit our website, ontheradicalroad.com, and email us your questions or comments to Matt and Jess at ontheradicalroad.com. Hey, everybody, we're back. We are back. We are back. We are very, very back. <laughs> <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. <laughs> we're not well, together right now. We're not together. I'm by myself, and I have to admit, I've had I had a lot of coffee this morning, and then I may or may have not bought a giant soda, and like I feel like I'm a little bit hyper right now. The wife is gone, so you buy the giant soda. <laughs> Good yeah, choice. I didn't buy any. I didn't buy any cakes or anything though. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Apparently. Apparently, I'm not supposed to eat those things anymore. Right. Because it has, like, engineered food label on the back of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably not good for you. But, this, like, if you know me very well, like, I'm a man of value. So every time I see that little sign that says two for four dollars, I'm like, well, I might as well buy two of them. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't care how much the hospital bill will cost later. <laughs> he wants the um, upfront value. <laughs> I'm really hanging a lot of prayer on this. I I'm like I'm hoping my blood is clean. Uh, I'll take care of your temple. You do. It's hard to put down the cookie. <laughs> uh, you don't take care of your temple by eating Swiss cakes, Matt. <laughs> well, I the Swiss cake is like every once in a while. The whatever the white ones are with the chocolate stripes, they're like shaped like a stop sign. Like those are the ones that get me. I don't. I don't know why. So, what anniversaries are we celebrating, or are we talking about? Well, yeah, we just had our fifth wedding anniversary, and we just had our anniversary, uh, one year anniversary of the Radical Road. We thought it would just be kind of fun to um, look at our marriage a little bit. Maybe not a lot, but more <laughs> more um, like the radical road and maybe how that plays into our marriage a little bit. Yeah. We've dug into some of that before, but um, I don't know. I feel like uh, recently I've had some revelations about our marriage and stuff. So it's been really cool. Ooh, share with me. I don't even know if you've shared with me, have you? Of course I've shared with you. <laughs> I tell you everything. <laughs> yes, five years married and um, one year on the Radical Road. It's been amazing. Um, you know, at first we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves into with the marriage or with the Radical Road. <laughs> I know, I was wondering which part you were saying was amazing. <laughs> Both. Both? Really? All right. Um, It's going to go well. And I think both have grown (laughs) us, for sure. Yeah, for sure. 
yeah, it's weird because five years, it went really fast. Time flies when you're having fun. I guess we've had a lot of fun, but it, it's interesting how much you can change in that five years since we were both married before. And then how old were we when we got married to each other? So I'm 50 now, so I, I would was have been 39. 45. Yeah, I was 39. And, and I would have been 45. Yep. I know you would think, you know, everybody says you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Apparently, I wasn't that old yet because I'm surprised how much I've grown in the last five years. Share how. Tell us how. I don't know. I just, I mean, at some point when you've been married before and you get into another one, you bring your stuff, you're going to bring your stuff with you. Like, I think people make this mistake of, you know, oh, maybe I'm not with the right person. This person seems like the right person. Um, but if you're carrying stuff along with you, that doesn't leave just because the person changed. So um, I like to call it baggage. Baggage, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Ish. I mean, not, not physical bags i mean i didn't i didn't have a lot when i met you <laughs> <laughs> like i had a bed and a chest of drawers <laughs> let's go we're getting married <laughs> and a motorcycle which by the way you made me sell so apparently force change is part of the marriage too yeah it wasn't appropriate for living in salt lake city utah not the traffic there no, it would have scared me, honestly. We saw when lots the, of motorcycle accidents there. Yeah. When I bought the thing, I was living in the middle of nowhere, Missouri. So traffic never came into play. So No, it was fun was there. Never, yeah. And it was never my intent to have one in the city. So I'm not blaming you for having to sell my motorcycle. I would have done it willingly. Sure. Or I would have just kept or I would have just kept it in storage. Goodness, you're not blaming. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we talked. I mean, we had a, a whole episode about our marriage and stuff. And I know this kind of came up of this thing of like, you know, you're, you bring two people together and, you know, they have their ish or whatever you want to call it, their baggage and all these things. And, you know, the first few years you're together, like everything's very positive i will say um but the truth and the real version of yourself really floats to the top over time um and your significant other will reveal those things in you so i guess for me like one of the biggest things is you know being married before those things in my life got revealed i just like pointed the finger in the other direction. And now what I've learned is don't point the finger in the direction, other direction first, maybe it's something with you. Um, so I really had to like swallow the pride, take a hard bite of truth and really look at myself and, and seek to improve, I guess. Yeah. I think we both actually got really, good at that area just swallowing the pride and um, digging in deep within ourselves for sure and for me i think it started 
because of a combination of things. Number one, you know, I was living my life with Christ this time, first and foremost. And then just the people I was around too, you know, like we started really getting around our people um, with very successful marriages and just they could speak into some knowledge into me um, that was both just wise and, and biblical. And I was like, whoa, maybe, maybe I'm missing the boat on some things here. So it helped to have good people around that knew how to speak into areas that you're struggling in. Right. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. That whole saying we're better together is true. You know, we, uh, we need to be refined and sometimes it takes other people surrounding us, refining us, but the right people choosing your circle wisely, um, who you allow in, in your circle to help refine you, um, and people you can trust, not people that are just gonna, uh, sugarcoat and enable you. I think there's too much enabling going on with people and it doesn't help people grow. Um, or get refined. So it's finding those people that are actually true friends, um, true partners that love you enough and care enough about you to refine you. Yes, for sure. Um, We can get into that a little more when we start talking the radical road too, because I feel like the two kind of converged for a reason because we've really kind of broke some things off Um, as we've done the radical road, but I also want to talk about just all the adventure we've had. We've done some really cool things over the last five years. We sure have, you know, over the last five years, I don't want to get too much in the messy part and all the growth. We can get into some of that when we start talking about the radical road, because that became an important piece in our growth as well. But when you look at our marriage, we've had a lot of adventure over the last five years. Yes, we sure have. It's, you know, we got married. We didn't live in Iowa for very long and we moved to Utah. So we had a lot of opportunity around us to really adventure and stuff. What's some of the coolest things you think we've done? Well, I think we adventured well, even living in Iowa. We just drove, you know, three or four hours to adventure. Um, even if we yeah. went to neighboring states to do things. Uh, I think yeah. we knew right from the very beginning that uh, God put us together to adventure, to explore. Because we both we both were, um, we love the outdoors and we love our hobbies. And so that was pretty obvious. Um, but some of the adventures in Utah, hmm, wow. I mean, where do you start? There's just so many. I mean, hiking King's Peak, the highest elevation in Utah, that was, we packed that. Um, that was pretty wild. Uh, going to Lake Powell, kayaking back into um, Antelope Canyon, that was pretty amazing. Um, hiking Canyon Lands. I mean, Pretty much name it. We've probably been there in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's 
probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tubing down Provo River. I mean, you name it, we probably <laughs> did it. Um, yeah. It was fun. Fun life. Hot Springs, uh, Fifth Water Hot Springs. That was, that's like the most beautiful hot springs we have been to, hands down. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, holy cow. Our life has definitely been full of outdoor adventure for sure. And there's, you're right. There's so many things that stick out. How do you, how do you even pick a top five really? You know, and you're right about being in Iowa. One of my favorite things to do is go up on the upper Iowa river and kayak that, yes. um, especially when we involved our family. So it was cool to like have all the kids and stuff involved in that um, and just going down the river and stuff. Um, and then the other thing about being in Iowa that we didn't have in Utah necessarily was we had access to professional football and baseball. So that was kind of a fun little, fun little adventures to do. Yes, absolutely. Um, that, you, that you really couldn't do out there. I mean, the jazz were cool and you had some minor league baseball, but, um, the football scene, I really miss. So did I. And then, um. King's Peak is definitely at the top of my list just because of how radical it was too. You know, we were just two of like, I think seven people that whole day to hit the peak because the weather was so bad. We probably shouldn't even went up there, but we're just so stubborn. And so uh, we just have that persevering type of we personality. Grit. We have grit. Yeah. The, yeah, the grit to just like we're going to the top. I didn't come all this way not to make it. Like, I think so, that's the it, thing about both of us too in our marriage and why we work so well together is we push limits. We really do. We like we'll do fun adventures and we push limits like no other people will push. Yeah, probably because we know that we we do have a big god, um, but. We have fun. We're like we're crazy. It's it's so fun. It's so fun. Yeah. Those ends up those end up being the funnest adventures um, yeah, to look back sure. on. But I would say the one thing I loved about being in Utah is that it truly opened my eyes up to God's beauty, like yeah. just His creation and what heaven actually like an idea of what heaven will really look like was in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would that actually rolls into my next thing because obviously the skiing in Utah is amazing, um, and we skied pretty much everywhere. And you know, one of my favorite things to do is just go to the top of the mountain and just sit there and just look over the valleys and stuff because the beauty is just so amazing, and you can almost feel like you can reach up and touch God. But and then to piggyback what you were saying about kings, you know. The skiing, we really pushed our limits there too. You know, oh, we were. Wow. <laughs> when, when we when we first got there, it was kind of like jamming blues most of the day, and we hit a black here and there, and then all of a sudden we're like hiking peaks and stuff. Like we just kept pushing it, pushing it. Yeah, and double blackies, the, and we were to the point where we're like, ah, we probably should have a beacon on this. <laughs> yeah. So, 
um, there was just this push for more to the point where I'm throwing myself off cliffs, basically. So <laughs> that probably wasn't smart at my age because, you know, there's definitely greater, there's definitely greater feats out there, but, um, we're no, we're not super athletes by any mean. We're just average people who had jobs and tried to fill in the gaps with these, you know, the biggest adventure that we could do physically for the shape that we were in, I guess. Yeah, but I wouldn't put us in the average um, category as far as that. Yeah, probably not. No, we're not extreme athletes, but we're not average by any means. I. Yeah. Um, but that would be another one of the highlights of living in Utah was anytime there was a heavy snowfall and you're in the back bowl and it hasn't been and it hadn't been touched yet. And you can just yeah. hear the people that do go in there with you. They're all just laughing and giggling. Like it's a playground, adult playground. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, it's fun to listen to that. Like when you're going up the lift and everybody's coming underneath you and everybody's just hooting and hollering like, this is so amazing. yeah but it was fun and then you know just the skiing went beyond utah too we got to go up into montana and wyoming and stuff and just expanded that ground so that was fun to do those adventures see those towns and just get out and explore yeah we even went into Uh, colorado when we lived in utah and but we also went to colorado when we lived in iowa right but that, yeah, I'm with you. It's tough to pick the one thing. Powell is really cool. I, I liked going there. The whole kayaking thing is just relaxing. And then when you're just in that type of beauty, uh, it's just like pure peace. Yeah, totally. Good for the soul. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, you know, a really great chapter of our life for sure. I know. Really now we got all this new stuff going on. So, yeah, let's talk about Radical Road. Actually, I just thought of a question about our marriage, though. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go for it. I don't know. I, I, I'm somewhat interested because I don't know how you would answer this, actually. So we've been we've been married for five years. Do you have expectations for the next five years, what that looks like? Oh, Wow. Um, of course, you know, I don't know about expectations, probably more so dreams, more dreams, goals. Um, I've learned to kind of hang up expectations. I find expectations don't work, uh, especially when you follow God, because when you get up, when you get caught up in your flesh expectations, like God will come by and he'll be like, oh no, that's not how it's going to go. Like, that's not my plan. <laughs> so, um, and then, you so know, true. expectations just make you better, right? Like when things don't go your way and you have expectations, it just makes you better. And so, um, but no, I have I definitely have dreams and goals for our marriage and us and, you know, who knows what God has in store. Um, but I do think it takes action on our part, even when you're surrendering fully to God in your future, I think it really takes action. And so I guess my action would be moving towards our dreams and goals. 
Um, but I think it's been really beautiful, uh, us both just through this radical road journey in this last year, cause it really connects as you connects, as you said, um, I guess God breaking us down as individuals and as husband and wife, breaking us down and building us up to be better for one another. This radical road has this year in radical road has done that for us and just really learned how to, we always had the intimacy part down, but now it's like, we're so uh, spiritually connected and I think when you have the combination of this intimate connection and this spiritual connection, it's just so powerful. Um, and there's nothing like that. And it's like, it's, it's like one of those things you're like, okay, let's just keep building on this. And how would you ever, uh, how would you ever break that bond? No one could break that bond, not even the enemy. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's so, good. Yeah. I like that answer. Yeah, I I don't know. I've always always been kind of a person that really didn't have expectations um as far as what my life looked like. I just kind of rolled with it. Um so that's served me well as a Christian. Um cuz like you said, you just don't know where you're going to be turning. But um you know, I think I think the one thing I'm going to agree with what you said about our marriage, because I'm kind of in the same mindset, I guess, as a married couple with kids that are now in their 20s, I feel like I'm kind of getting excited, like watching their lives roll out, you know? Yeah. They're, they're all out of the house. They're getting really close to like finishing school and starting careers. My son's already out there doing it and uh, living life on his own and everything. And I don't know, it's just kind of fun to watch them mature and, and everything and see where, just where they're going to go. You know, I, like that's just fun to sit back and watch. Well, and the fact that all three of them have healthy goals. Um, and they're reaching their goals, which is really fun to watch. Yeah. And I mean, I won't speak for Ellie, but I'm like wondering where my kids got this from. <laughs> like they got goal, like goals about stuff. Uh, I'm just like, wow. Like, and they're, they're actively, you can see them putting the pieces of reaching those goals. Like they're actively doing it. and pursuing it and you can see the work that's being put in it so it's just cool because you know when i was in my early 20s i'm just like all right let's go have some fun so i'm like where do they get this from amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been it's been fun um so radical road let's talk about one year in yeah one year in one year in do you believe how fast a year has gone? It flew. It flew by so fast. You know, and to be quite honest, I reflected back here real recently, a uh, year back, and 
you know, we were just so entrenched in our business. Like, it, I mean, it was just like what we focused on. It was almost like that yoke of busyness from Satan, you know, where he just kept you super busy and entrenched in your business. And I just felt like a complete stirring and thinking about how God made his this calling uh, so clear to you and I in so many ways. And we just really stepped out in obedience. He has sent us and we, we stepped out in obedience even when people didn't believe us. They didn't, they didn't understand. They maybe didn't believe that we could hear the Holy Spirit because they weren't close enough, close enough to under, to us to understand that yeah. or to know us that people, way. And then there was people that thought we were flat out crazy. Yep. Yep. Uh, and now I find out other people like us, that pioneer, that actually step into obedience in a unique, specific calling for Christ that they get attacked that same way or feel the same way. They go through those same motions in the beginning or even throughout it, um, that we weren't alone in that. But we also had people that knew it, saw it, and God even spoke to them about us going out. So God even used our friends to confirm it. Um, So it was really cool. It's really cool to see how it was a rough start. It was such a rough start for us and we didn't even really know what the radical road looked like as far as the ministry piece. You agree? I would totally agree. And, you know, I feel like it wasn't quite as rough for me because I've kind of been in this space before of trucking. You know, once I wrap my head around it, because the steps to actually doing it were the most painful for me because I'm like, oh, really? This is what we're going to do? This seems really crazy. (laughs) But, you know, once I got to the point where I'm like, yeah, this is what God wants us to do. Like, I just, I'm the type of person that just flips the switch. All right, let's go. We got a new mission and this is exciting. Let's go. And I agree. Like, I felt like maybe we had an idea of what we thought it was because we would have conversations about it. Right. And I feel like early on the struggle was like, we were almost forcing things ourselves because absolutely, you know, I think initially for us, we, we saw this thing as like a big piece of it being like evangelism where you just go and pray over truckers and, Right. Go up and just start talking to people and stuff. And so, and that was never revealed, you know? And so we're just like kind of forcing the the issue. And I'm like, this is really uncomfortable. And I feel like people are not very receiving of this and I don't want to do it. (laughs) Well, and I um, think that's where God came in. Then like we started, I mean, we were turning to him every step of the way, of course. Yeah. But when we'd go into prayer with him, we'd be like, okay, God, what are you doing with us? Like, what are we doing out here? <laughs> um, we'd have conversations yeah. with God. And those are the moments where he really broke us down. 
He broke us down and said, for me specifically during that time, he was like, why are you trying to be in control of what I'm doing with you in this calling? Right. Just wait on me. Be patient. Wait on me. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, you're right. Yes, it's not. Yeah, I just need to wait on you. He's like, trust me, trust me. You'll understand. And so then when I just started letting him drive the truck again, (laughs) no pun intended, um, (laughs) that's when he just started putting all the pieces of the puzzle together of why we were out there and what it looked like and what we were supposed to be doing. Hindsight's 2020. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. We started talking about doing this episode and I'm going, well, what do we talk about exactly? Like, there's so many prongs of things that have happened over the last year. It's like, where do you begin to, of all the things that have happened? Um, but you touch on a good point because, you know, the very first thing that God did in my life was he just kept saying over and over to me, see what I see, see what I see. And he just wanted me to like view like the world and what he was seeing and just people and what people were going through and just like the state of churches. And it became a very powerful thing because it really started opening my eyes to just all the little spaces around the country that we were stepping into and what was going on. Right. Yeah, not even just the churches, um, but also the cities we were stepping into. Yeah, yeah. Um, And just the destruction and the people that are still just majorly struggling in darkness in these cities, too. So, and it's just a real eye-opener because, you know, as we travel across this country and then we, you know, we come home or to Iowa or we go... um, to other cities where we meet with people that are used to their community and we start telling them some of the things that we've experienced, um, they're shocked. And what it does when you do what we're doing, it takes you out of your bubble. Um, It removes you out of your bubble to understand that your culture that you're living in right now doesn't look like that everywhere. And that there's people out there struggling a lot more than you and other parts of this country. And so it was real eye opener for that. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes into the space that, you know, God was directing us because he's really showing us people that were really struggling. And we always felt that we had this heart for the lost and broken and just people searching for something and just, and then people that are just, yeah. And the people that are just like so broken in the most craziest ways you can think of, um, it's hard to watch. And then when you're stepping into these cities, seeing it, um, and then it really started to reveal itself in spaces that seemed completely normal like suburbia America um, where you have families that are breaking up and people just like struggling with different types of things that they just can't seem to get out of. Um, It became really clear the direction that we were supposed to be going. 
Yeah. So before we left for the radical road, we uh, were really getting involved with deliverance at our church because our church uh, was really open, is still very on fire and with the Holy Spirit and uh, operating in all the giftings of the Spirit and really walks out how Jesus walked out with healings and casting out demons and just like Matthew 10, 8 speaks. Um, and so we were taught that and taught to disciple and disciple after post-deliverance. And so we really started doing that at our church, but little did we know that through the things that we were seeing, like Matt said, God was showing us to see with his eyes because he was putting us into the deliverance lane out on the road. Um, and so it, it just all made sense. Like Matt said that we would get in these situations where God would just start using us to deliver people. And now it, you know, now we're at a whole different space and place now that we come up on a year, but humbly I say that. And, but I laugh cause it's just crazy to think how quickly, um, how quickly it's all happened. But what I find interesting going back to what we're talking, talking about is just that as we travel this country and we go into different states, we go into different cities um, and different communities, different churches, um, there is territorial demons. So we'll notice different types of territorial or territory demons in different states or different cities. So you might have a city that has um, spirit of poverty and spirit of addictions and bondage. And then maybe in another city you have spirit of gossip, you know? So um, you, you'll get different spirit of witchcraft could be in one city and maybe not another. Maybe the other cities never experienced witchcraft or they that they know of, right? Um, yeah. So, but it might be heavier, witchcraft might be heavier in another city. And so uh, Matt and I have just really recognized and discerned the different spirits in different territories across this country. Um, and we literally pray over these states if we feel heaviness or darkness when we come into a state or if we come into a city, we pray over these cities and we pray over the people. Um and so it's it's been really eye-opening. We're not just praying for people. We're praying for territories, too. Yeah, it's been kind of crazy. And, you know, very early on, I felt like we were pretty busy with this stuff, um, delivering people, where God would just keep putting people in front of us. And they were interested in this and wanted to know more and just, had struggles and wanted to be delivered. And it seemed like we just kept getting people put in front of us. And that has certainly escalated to the point where it's gotten to where we go and we're doing like groups of people now. So it's gotten completely crazy. Yeah. Um, and also in a, in, a, in, a, in a what way? In a very good way. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Um, we have fun. It is actually truly fun when you stop being a lukewarm Christian and you full surrender. You go all out for him 
And um, when he starts to entrust you with the spiritual giftings, that's when it becomes incredibly fun to just be all out, to be all out and to walk down that narrow path with him like we're supposed to, like we're called to in the Bible. But um, yeah, it was, it, it got to the point where God put a few women in our path and they had asked us to teach deliverance. Actually, they're like, you guys need to be teaching this, like do a zoom and teach people all across this country that are interested in learning more about deliverance. Cause we would definitely love to, um, join your zoom. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, I'm not a general. I'm no Daniel Adams. I'm no Isaiah Saldivar. Like I was really kind of cutting myself short and you short, Matt, like in my head. Right. And yeah. I was just like, really, really God, really? Okay. So I'm like, well, let me get back to you. I'm going to pray about that and I'll get back to you. And I, I think I put it off for a couple of months. I, I mean, I was praying about it, but I put off doing it actually. And finally in prayer, I asked God again, I said, God, is this really what you want Matt and I to do is to teach deliverance? And he said, of course I want you to teach deliverance. How can I take you to higher levels of ministry for me if you're not even willing to teach in this area of deliverance? Like when you, when you and Matt were asked to be connect leaders in the church, you didn't want to do it. But what were you told? I told you, if you do it, you're going to grow and you grew. So if you do this, it's that next level of growth. So he's continually shaping us and growing us on this radical road. So we started the, the um, rad group, uh, deliverance yeah. group, online Zoom group, and it's called Radiance Attacking Demonic. And um, it started real small, didn't it, Matt? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still small, but it started real it small. Was yeah, it was one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Not like I got a ton going on right now, so let's do it. Um, <laughs> so, so my meaning whole, when we park the truck on a Monday night. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I just feel like I operate better when there's stuff going on. You know, obviously I have a breaking point, but I also feel like I can carry a lot of weight of things. So, I wanted, I wanted more. I'm like, give us more if this is what you want us to do. Let's do it. Um, and it did. It started out with a few people at first. Uh, you know, there was quite a few people that said, hey, we'd be willing to do this. But as the first few weeks when it started, not everybody was jumping on at the same time. So it would end up being smaller groups. But we just knew something would come out of it. And it keeps growing every week. Yeah. Um, just as people kind of hear about it. But um, I don't know. It's been kind of fun just to give our experience of what we're doing, how we do it. Um, and our education in this has been from a bunch of different people. Like we, but, we've really learned different tools from a lot of different people. Yeah, but mainly wanna... Mike Connell, Apostle Mike Connell is who... I really yeah. stud studied and the reason I studied Mike Connell 
is because Awaken's covering is under Mike Connell. Um, and he's just a really yep. powerful apostle. Uh, also, uh, Robert Morris is good. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. John Ramirez, Henderson, yep. uh, Robert Henderson. Yeah, some really grounded older teachers that are really wise. And then, of course, now we follow some of the generals that are more modern day, yep. like Daniel Adams, Isaiah Saldivar. Uh, Mike Sigurnelli, uh, Alex Pagani. So, yeah. Yeah, and then, of course, we have close friends that do this as well, and we would kind of get on calls with them and just, hey, what's working for you? What's not working? And kind of trial by error type of stuff was going on for a while, too. But we felt very invested in this and just, like, I don't know. We just, we couldn't put put it down you know like the learning part of it oh no we were definitely we were driven by god for sure (laughs) yeah so we we gained a lot of knowledge in this um so it makes sense that we kind of need to pass it on and i'm like yeah let's just do it let's go for it um i don't know if anybody's going to want to hear it but we'll see (laughs) well and i think it's key to say that also we learned early on that to not be reckless um that this is a very serious deliverance is very serious you're working with the heavenly realm god the holy spirit he's working through us um and the evil realm satan and his little minions and so you don't want to mess around with that and you're messing and you would be messing around with people's lives if you were messing around with that and if it was reckless and so you know we are very uh, tailored about teaching uh, pre-deliverance and post-deliverance and what that looks like. And just the, re- and it's really key. The basis of it is relationship with Jesus. Um, and I think we get really, uh, we love deliverance because we don't get focused on the demonic. We don't get fo- focused on the demons like most people. Cause we don't live in fear. We focus on Jesus and how he's trying to free the captives. He's trying to set people free. And we look at what's on the other side of those demons leaving. We look at the freedom that people will get. And God's showing his love for his people and his evidence through deliverance. And so I think that's where we just, I mean, we, you and I, we'll just giggle in the Holy Spirit when, when people are free. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool to watch people that have just been stuck in something for most of their lives. And then all of a sudden, bam, they're just free of all of that. And it completely changes them. We literally got a text message. um, What was it, last night or early this morning, whatever it is? I don't even remember. Early this morning. um, Of a gentleman. He's like, I can't even believe how I feel. Like, this is so life good. <laughs> it's life changing and we're like yeah it is this is why we're trying to show people and we probably should do an episode just on the basics at some point of um what what it is and what we do because there's even a lot of christians that don't understand it and so you start talking about this stuff and they're like what really this is real and it's like oh yeah 
you want to come hang out and see it? Like, it's amazing to watch people get freedom in their lives. And um, so it's just been a lot of fun to do. Um, we've met a lot of amazing people through it. And, you know, we really haven't done episodes on this because this stuff is very private. You really are digging into people's lives. Um, you're really pulling out the weeds and some of some really ugly things, really. And so it's very important that we keep it keep confidential. A, keep it confidential. And it it's not our deliverance. It's the people that we deliver. It's their deliverance. It's their freedom. It's their story to tell. And if they don't want to tell it or they don't want us to share it, we just don't do that. But, um, you but, know, but we have just, I mean, we have we have um, delivered people from homosexuality. That does happen, people. <laughs> it's yeah. a real demon. Um, we've delivered, we've delivered people from addictions, addictions where they've totally thrown out certain addictions out of their lives. And we check up on these people. We follow up and cause it's not a quick fix. Okay. Deliverance is not some, I'm going to pop a pill and it's all going to be better. And it's not a quick fix. It's, it takes post deliverance. It takes a relationship with Jesus to maintain that freedom. And um, so we like to disciple people sometimes, or at the very least check in, make sure they have someone discipling them which is when I said we don't like to do it recklessly. That's one of the ways we don't like to do it recklessly. But we have uh, you know, delivered people from some severe traumas in their life. Um, there's been a lot of healing from people that have been raped. There's just so much. I mean, where do you start, right, Matt? But Yeah, or basic things like anxiety and depression. Yep. You know, whatever you can possibly think of Jackson. that people str that people struggle with, porn. Like, yeah, people don't understand that there's a spirit attached to these things. A lot of times, doesn't always mean that. Not always um, a demon. <laughs> not always. But if you're um, noticing patterns or you're stuck, and maybe you're, I mean, and you're. You're even a Christian. Like this is this happens to Christians, not just non-believers. This is Christians. Yeah, and, there is a high probability that yeah. there's a spirit attached to this. Um, we can get into that more later. There's some other things I would like to talk about with the Radical Road. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah. So we've been to a lot of churches all over the country, and it's been fun just to pop in and out of places, and we've met so many cool people and. We've prayed with people all across the country. It's just something that I really, I don't know. I just kind of thought when we'd pop into a church, we'd just show up, sit down, do our thing, soak it all in, and go on our way. And it really hasn't been that way. <laughs> and God has given you such a prophetic gifting and a gift of knowledge on in this last year. Like, you read people's mail. Well, you don't. God reads people's mail through you. But yes. I'm just so blown away. I'm so blown away because I'm just like, 
we, you and I have different giftings and God purposely did that. He told us that and they're very strong giftings, but they're different. But when you, when God puts you to work, I'm just like, Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. And I just want to say something about that too. You know, um, the prophetic gifting, I felt like I kind of always had it. Um, but there were some things that I needed delivered off myself and that got done like fairly recently, like just a matter of months ago. And I really feel that's what unlocked it. Um, because after that, it just, it kind of got heightened, I guess would be the word I'd use. But just to go into what Jess is talking about, I started doing this thing where I would, we would go to church services and during the worship, I would just start praying and I'd be like, God, if there's anybody in here that you want to tell something to, um, I'm here for you to use and whatever you give me, I will step into and do whatever you want me to do. Um, and sometimes it was nothing, you know, sometimes he just wanted me to get filled back up, but most of the time he would start speaking to me. And it's a very interesting process because he'll show me visions and then he tells me what it means. And then he highlights the person in the church. So this goes down. <laughs> and then after the service is over, I'll literally walk up to a stranger and be like, Hey, what's up? I'm Matt. And I just rolled into town. <laughs> But I feel like God's speaking to me about you. I want to share some things with you. And so then I just share that, you know, the vision that I got and just what it all means and what God told me about them. Um, and it's true. Like it's just gotten completely crazy where I start telling people things and they're just looking at me funny. Like, how could you possibly know that? And I'm like, well, duh, it's God. Like, let's <laughs> just seem obvious, right? Because I literally have never been here in my life. Um, <laughs> don't know anybody. Like it's so obvious. And just some of the stories that have come out of that, those prophecies of people that have reached back out to us and um, told us what's happened in their life because of it is just amazing. You know, like yeah, I just. It's incredible. I, I and it's even... so humbling. Like it's so humbling that God. Right. Now, you for a while you wouldn't even talk about it, but it it's it's very special, you know. It's a special gifting when it, it's real prophecy, not false prophecy. Real prophecy. It's right. very special. Actually, funny you mentioned that because I actually talked to somebody about that on Sunday. Where like when I really started getting these giftings, um, I was really. I don't want to say scared. I wasn't like fearful of telling people. I just like, I wanted to make sure I was in a humble space because I didn't want to get taken away from me. So like, I really put a large on just keeping myself humble because I didn't want to seem like, okay, if I tell this, I don't want it to be like, I'm bragging that I have this special gift or whatever. Um, no, because that is actually a, a sign of a false prophet. <laughs> you, 
Yeah, yeah, and it actually got to a point where God's like, no, people need to hear this stuff. You know, the, it's, it's the evidence of him, you know, like it's show it's him working through me to tell people stuff that I could never know. And it's very powerful in people's lives. And I, I'm completely humbled by it. I, I really honor the gifting and I just, I'm very straightforward in how I deliver it and just how I pray over people with it. I, I definitely let God lead that, and it's it's super cool. Like it's just so cool. Yes, it really is. I and I'm more on the apostolic side, so we work together very powerfully. Yeah, it's it's been good, and you know, I think the one thing that our church back in Utah really taught us that we pay attention to in other church atmospheres is. Uh, the authority, walking out authority in Jesus and noticing the order within the church, um, yes. uh, the coverings and honoring. And, you know, some people don't even understand what honor looks like. And our church was so great about mimicking who Jesus, how he, Jesus honored God, right? Jesus honored God and yeah. disciples honored Jesus and it's this whole order thing and it's honor and and that's missing in, in so many of these churches that we travel to. People don't understand what that looks like. Yeah, they're almost caught off guard when we honor people, you know, um, because for whatever reason, we've kind of gained, not necessarily access, but we've been able to spend time with a lot of pastors and a lot of church leadership in some of these places um and that goes back to jess like she has the ability to connect with people very easily um so we always find ourselves in a conversation yeah. yep yep so we always find ourselves in conversations with a lot of these pastors and and leadership and so i don't know it's just cool to see and and she and jess is very good about making a point of like pointing things that we appreciate sitting in their church and just honoring the position that they're in because pastoring is very hard. Like, I don't know how some of these people do it, honestly, because it's just, it's a difficult job. It's a definite calling. Um, it like takes a lot of time and energy and it really needs to be honored. And she does a very good job of doing that when we have interactions with people, um, first and foremost. You know, yeah, and we, we have, have good no, cover. Yeah, good, and there's no agenda to that either because we don't know if we'll ever be back to those churches again, ever. <laughs> so we walk in for God, right? Like there's no personal agenda attached. So, yeah. It's no, just, no, it's it's just about respecting the position and just like, you know, if anything, just like giving them a little bit of encouragement and letting them know that, yes. hey, like people are appreciative of what you're doing. Um, even people that just show up out of the blue. We see what you're doing. God sees what you're to, doing. You know? Yeah, we get to experience your service on one Sunday. We hope we get back. But man, like 
you got something really going here. So I don't know. It's cool. I think I we're fire starters, though. I think we 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 fuel their fires. We come in with the Holy Spirit fire, and we spark their fire, and we get them fueled. And then yeah, yeah. So I totally, that's so I totally what we've noticed <laughs> with the patterns, right? <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And I feel like there's certain churches that kind of stick out because you know you have pastors that are carrying a, a bulk of the weight because they just don't have enough help in their churches. So you can almost see the, the, the tiredness on them and just the being worn out and stuff. And, and that's part of the prayer process too, is right. Well, you know, God, can you bring somebody to this church to help this pastor out? Cause he's given everything he's got and you can see him wearing it basically. Exactly. Yeah. It's been, <clears throat> it's been, um, it's been a really amazing learning lesson this last year. Uh, just a lot of growth um, personally, but also in ministry, just where we started and where he's taken us. And uh, even someone recently, this is just one of the many comments, someone, um, we don't fish for these comments. That's not us. We don't do that. This is not the Matt and Jess show. This is God. And so, but one of the, um, uh, another leader said, you guys are the leaders of leaders. We're like, whoa. No. And so that's whoa. really, yeah. We're like, whoa, yeah. that's really humbling. Like, wow. That's the fruit. The fruit shows. Right. And that's what's so beautiful is how far God has taken us and how his fruit just reveals itself in us. And, um, it's just been amazing and we're just so humbled um, how far he has yep. taken us and how far he will take us even in the next year. So, yeah, I mean, I just feel like I'm just trying to do what I can and um, it's very humbling and it's very flattering to get these types of comments, but I'm just of the mindset of like, somebody's just got to do something, you know, like somebody's got to, get some movement forward so the churches are growing and they're healthy and that we're taking territory in the world. Well, yeah. Cause if you, if anyone out there hasn't noticed, we're living in some pretty crazy hours. Like this is a crazy time in the world right now. And we need our churches and our, our people, the flock, God's flock needs to step up. And we need to gain justice because God loves justice. And yep. um, he's a God of love, a God of justice. And it's time for us to gain justice back and to take our families back. This world and this evil that's running rampant in this and, you know, all around this country is trying to overtake our children. And, you know, I think that's why Matt and I were sent out in the time that we were sent was to pioneer and to really just make a difference because of the hour that we are in and delivering the evil. We're combating it. We're out there combating it. Um, we're fighting the spiritual warfare. We're on the front lines. And, you know, God's really raising up more people like Matt and I. Um, and we need an army out there. We need an army, but we need an army of people like Matt and I that are just saying, 
let's go, God. I surrender. I'm obedient. I'm, I'm, other people might not think I'm qualified, but you know I'm qualified. And yeah. we need other people doing that right now in this crazy world we're living in. Yep. Yeah, we mentioned early on we didn't know what we were doing out here on the radical road, but the name is fitting. We didn't know what that name meant at first, <laughs> but it's gotten completely radical and God wants a radical movement of people in this hour and anyone that we can come into contact with and get them moving radically for God is what we're out here trying to do. Yeah. Yes. And we know that God has really revealed that there will be a new season, a new crossover season for us and a shift for us um, where we will be rooted and planted. Um, so we do know that God is like in the middle of transitioning us. We're still praying on that, on what the details look like. Um, but we, we do believe we're going to be in full-time ministry of some sort. So we don't know exactly how that looks, but we know our hearts are all in. And the radical road will live on no matter what. <laughs> that's right. It will. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I think that's a good place to stop. All right. Well, if any of you guys have any questions for us, you can always email us at Matt and Jess at on the radical road.com. You can always visit our website on the radical road.com, or you can go to our social media Instagram and Facebook, The Radical Road. You have to make sure and type in the, <laughs> but we're always um, doing updates on our crazy journeys and our experiences. And I say crazy in a fun way that God's, what God's doing with us. Yeah. Yeah. So check us out. Yes. We love all see, your support. <laughs> see, what, see what we're doing out here. Yes. Um, need prayer for anything. Right. think uh think you need freedom and deliverance look us up yeah let us know message us we that's what we do we do ministry right from the truck we we call we pray over the phone we text we zoom whatever you need just hit us up so we're here for you <laughs> all right rad roadies we're out of here we'll see you on the road 10 4 